Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy Daniel Thompson Jr., a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. I have a great show in store for you today. I am joined by mental health therapist and emotional wellness coach, Rachel McLeod. In this conversation, we take a deep dive in how powerful of a tool it is to work with your brain in order to overcome anxiety, depression, and trauma. Rachel talks about a number of techniques that you could use to better yourself and better your relationship with the thoughts that you have, and ultimately how it's all about taking action. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. I honor you. I appreciate you, and as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Appreciate you tapping in. I have an amazing guest with us today. Today I'll be speaking with Rachel McLeod, mental health therapist and emotional wellness coach based out in Oregon. Rachel, I appreciate you taking the time with me today. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Something I really pride myself on this podcast is being able to bring in professionals who are working on all different aspects of health and well-being. And I think something we've seen, especially you know, since the pandemic and honestly even before that, how important mental and emotional health is. And I'm always curious into really how does one get into this type of work or what brought them to it? So I'm curious of like what your origin story is and really leading you towards becoming a mental health therapist and an emotional wellness coach. Well, gosh, I really ended up right where I am because I had my own mental health disorder. And um, that's really the short of it. The long of it is I became a therapist. I was doing talk therapist talk therapy and I was helping people who were um, dealing with addictions and I was using the talk therapy strategies that I was taught in school and uh, gosh I was just awful at it because I I wasn't getting the results that I wanted with these with them I was like we're going to talk about this for the next what two years seven years and Mm. but they need help now and it did not feel very um, magical it didn't feel very it it was just I just was very disillusioned and I ended up, my, my building was closed and so I was laid off and then I was pregnant and I went to go, um, get another job somewhere and they would look at my stomach and just be like, yeah, no, their eyes would get big. (laughs) But, but at this point I was just growing in distaste for this field and Mm. (laughs) I was growing in anger. And at one point I was just like, I can't believe I have a whole degree in this. I quit. And I did. And I, Mm. um, I stayed home with my family, my kids for quite a while. And, um, but three years into being a stay at home mom with my three children under three, I, I had a massive mental health crisis and I could not solve my problems. I could not, my life was falling apart. My marriage was awful. Um, I was, we, I was so deeply codependent and I couldn't figure it out because I'm a smart person. I have degrees. I'm very intelligent, uh, you know, uh, gosh, right. But I could mm. not figure the life thing out. And I really, even as a therapist did not realize I was in a mental health crisis. And, uh, my husband was like, I think something's off. Um, and so why don't you get, um, uh, an evaluation? And so I did, and I went begrudgingly because I don't like therapists (laughs) (laughs) at that time. I have overcome that now, but I went and, um, he diagnosed me with obsessive compulsive disorder and it was just like light bulbs went off. It was like I could look, I looked back in my life and I saw it everywhere and nobody had ever seen it because it made me a great student. It made me a great um, athlete. It made me mm. a great, um, gosh, I was incredibly, my obsessive compulsive disorder got a hold of my um, religious stuff. And now I looked like an amazing Christian and really I'm mentally ill. Mm. Um, and so I was looking back at that and it just was these huge aha moments, but I still didn't know how to resolve it, but I was researching, I was reading other people's stories. I realized, oh my gosh, I am one step away from really falling off 
the mental wagon here. And then just right then I met this woman who, um, who did these alternative healing methods and she had helped my son. And so I, in three days, she helped him resolve something in three days that none of the other doctors were able to even touch. And mm. so I was like, Hey, um, can you help me? <laughs> you got right. anything for this? And she, she handed me this, um, the training DVD set for emotional freedom techniques, which is an, an mm. inter an, an acupuncture. It, it's emotional acupressure. And, um, and, she said, try this, it will change your life. And she could have told me to, you know, jump on one foot, whatever. I was doing whatever she said. <laughs> so I go home, I read it, and um, and it's different. It's not talk therapy. I'm, she, this thing is asking me literally to tap on points of my body. Right. And in a particular sequence, and it's weird, and I love that. I am like, yes to this, because I'm not doing the talk thing. I'm not doing talk therapy. Um, and so that night, I was laying in bed with the insomnia I had developed that I did not even realize was insomnia. Mm. And, um, but here I am with it. I have these racing thoughts. I can't get to sleep. I need to sleep right now. One of these children are going to wake up and I'm not going to get any sleep and I'm off. And I realized, Hey, maybe I should try that thing. And so I try this intervention and, um, the first 30 seconds I yawn and then I tried again and I'm trying to find these points I'm supposed to tap on. Mm -hmm. And so I, I tap again through that and I fall asleep. I don't even decide to fall asleep. I just wake up the next morning. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, what else can I try this on? And I just went off. And I, anytime I had a symptom, I would say, would it help with this? Yes. Would it help with that? I started resolving all of the symptoms showing up in my life. I couldn't have any colored hangers in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm tapping about this and next thing you know, I, I'm putting, I don't even think about it and I'm putting, I've got colors in there and I don't even think, oh man, you got to get those things out of there because, you know, my husband would have colors on his, but not on my side, you know? <laughs> so um, I just little by little started taking my life back and then I wondered, can would this work for other people's brain, not just mine? Mm. And so I started having, doing experiments with other people and it would help them. And, um, and then I just was like, I wonder... And along the way, I really thought it was emotional freedom techniques. But since then I have, cause I've now I'm trained in all these different interventions about, mm -hmm. I teach people about four interventions. Okay. Um, and they all work the same way. And so after really taking some interneural, oh gosh, interpersonal neurobiology, I'm realizing it's the brain that's wonderful. Brains resolve symptoms and it does a wonderful job with this, but there's, there's reasons it can get stuck and not be able to complete its process for resolving symptoms. And these, these, dis, um, interventions really help and they match the exact point in the process where brains struggle. And so when you're using these interventions, you're actually helping the brain complete its process mm. and, there you go. And you can resolve stuff because we're working with electrical things. The emotional and mental processes are really electrical. They're chemical too, but, um, right. they're really electrical. And, um, so we can, when these things work, they work within 30 seconds, two minutes, and we can really work through complex issues in 10 to 40 minutes, which really gives us a lot of power to resolve the issues that were that are presenting with us and so i'm playing around here i'm having all this wonderful success now and i'm like sticking my tongue out at the talk therapy <laughs> i still have a bad attitude <laughs> towards them and um and but and then i'm realizing my clients still have a disorder so then i get to work to can we resolve the whole disorder and yes the answer is yes and then so after that was happening then i was like can we do this faster there's no reason this has to take this long and so then that's when i really started teaching other people teaching my clients the interventions and not just having them do the work when they're with me in my office mm. and so i would set i would teach them the interventions and i would give them tasks for them to complete between sessions and then here they're learning about their inner world they're learning how to resolve, how to, you know, upgrade their subconscious programming, how to work with their survival system and their neural, they're just, they're learning how to, how to, how their inner world and their emotions and their, their subconscious mind all play a part in their everyday symptoms or their everyday choices or right. the, the, the everyday things that, that they're, their goals that they're reaching and achieving or that they're having, they're struggling to, and, and then giving them the tools to be able to help their brain complete the processes for, for wellness, for goal reaching, for connection, for overcoming obstacles has just been 
phenomenal. And that's really, that's really what I do now. I developed a program for this so that, you know, when my clients start working with me, we just get started right away. And that's, and then now that I get this and I understand this, now I see that this is, this is really, talk therapy is really wonderful, but it's really not fabulous for resolving symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress from um, the, a holistic standpoint, because these, this, these symptoms have to clear, have to get out of the body. Um, it doesn't matter how much you understand them. They have to leave and they have, your nervous system has to, it has to get out of there. And then your survival system has to make changes. Your brain makes those changes. Your brain takes this, these, this, these symptoms out of your body, the sinking stomach, you know, the heart racing, the tension in the body, brains resolve that stuff if they can, if they can complete their process. And so, um, anyway, that's, you know, that's, that's really that piece. And so I see that with, you know, as this becomes more standard practice, this would be step one with anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. But then there's all this, you know, talk therapy is wonderful for support. It's wonderful for learning new things. Gosh, there, there's so many of them that know things that I just have no idea about and they specialize in these things and so that's so I just really see it coming together now as a really beautiful picture and um but when it's time for anxiety depression and traumatic stress symptoms we really want to help the brain resolve these issues absolutely no it makes a lot of sense and one of the things that I'm picking up on how you've explained all of this is how a lot of a person's healing is really going to be done through the doingness of things, right? Actually closing the loops of yeah. what's going on in their brain, in their mind, or even things yeah. that are going on in their life that actually need to be closed out as opposed to maybe things are just moving or lingering, but they're not actually being completed. And that yes. can bring on the, whether it's the anxiety, the depression, or you know, the trauma can trigger right these things from yeah. coming up. I think it's really fascinating. And I'm curious, like in your initial studies, when you were training to get into this work, was there less of an emphasis on kind of like the somatic process of it, like being in the body or understanding actual exercises that a person can do on their own versus maybe more importance only being put on the talking things out or explaining of what's going on in one's life? Yeah, that I, I, none of this stuff came into my awareness. No, and, and I paid attention in class. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. um, yeah. you know, this, this was not something we talked about. We didn't understand. And mind you, I graduated in 2005. Um, mm-hmm. EMDR was just becoming a thing it, and it really wasn't even yet anything. Um, emotional freedom techniques was just woo woo. It was not, <laughs> right. it was totally, you know, not researched. Um, it was cutting edge, weird, weirdo stuff. And nobody believed the results anyway, so whatever. Um, and so none of us were talking about that. And I never heard anything of interpersonal neurobiology. I never heard, we never had any classes about how the brain works. And I don't know that we had that very well mapped out or developed. You know, mm-hmm. now they were showing um, MRIs of how the brain is functioning when, when being triggered. Right? right, and we're seeing which part of the brain is lit up and which part is shut down, um, and um, and really, and it matches. You know, when when we're being triggered, the survival system is lit up because you're, the survival system when we're in danger will override all of our our thinking center and all of our functions right. for survival. And so, and it really does shut down your thinking center, to even around twenty percent. And so that means under survival states where we we don't have access to our full mental function our morals our values that's why we're doing things we don't agree with that's why we're not solving our problems the front of the brain that's shut down is where problem solving takes place Mm -hmm. um we're not being able to see things from multiple people's perspective the survival system only cares about our own survival (laughs) it only sees things from our perspective and our survival perspective at that and so um you can really so this stuff really matches what's going, it just made perfect sense to me. It matches what is, what our life looks like. It's why I couldn't solve problems in my life at that time. I couldn't mm. turn on that part of the brain. I did not know how to shift from the survival state I was in into the front of my brain. And right. now, you know, the body makes that shift very quickly because the, and, and we all know this. We're all using this intuitively. It's right under our nose, <laughs> actually. Um, right. the, the, the native language of the survival system is the body. 
And so the, you know, in talk therapy situations, we're using our thoughts, our words, our understanding, that's all a front brain activity. And that's, that's the native language of the front of the brain right there. But really the problem is when the survival systems interpreting things as dangerous and we're going and it's shutting down the healing process, the thinking process. And so if we start using interventions, body interventions, we are actually sending messages to that part of the brain that we're safe. You can let this stuff through. You can let the healing happen. You can let the process continue. And it does. And what happens, a lot of us, we, if we become upset in our life, we will intuitively go to mind-body activities. We'll go to getting a hug, taking a walk, smoking. Um, we'll go mm-hmm. to emotional eating. Because we, we are working. We need to get that part of us to calm down. And right. we will go at it. Take a nap. Um, have some sex. Have, you know, drawing. All these things because we're actually using the body to send that message we're safe. And so with these interventions, we can really do that without the negative consequences of smoking, um, emotional eating. And these are faster because we're actually using the body's own natural way of processing and community. And um, like the meridians are, the, are mm-hmm. uh, an electrical system that runs through our body that, that shares information. So we can kind of hijack that and tap in some, we're safe. <laughs> we're safe right. now. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, it, it's, it's so funny because I, I look at a lot of things from an evolutionary standpoint saying like, all right, as human beings, why are we hardwired in certain ways? Yes. Right. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Back in the day, when we look at our, you know, when we we're in our caveman, cavewoman, paleolithic days, it's like, right. yeah, if we were scared and there's some rustling behind the bushes, we're not going to wait to see like, oh, like, Mm-mm. is that a saber tooth tiger back there? It's like, nah, we're out. And like, we're running and we're going. Right. And then, you know, we'd be safe and then we go back, you know, about our lives. But what's so different now or what's so interesting now is that all of those things are still hardwired into our DNA. Yet the rustling in the bushes is no longer the the saber tooth tiger. It's the That's phone right. going off. It's, you know, what's going on in my career? What's going on with my family? What's this person thinking about me? What's going to happen with this event that's going on in the world, right? And people don't seem to have an awareness on how all of those things, you know, get the stress hormones going, get cortisol to raise yes. way up. And then to your point, and I love the way you put it, it's like the body's going to look for ways to soothe itself. But oftentimes that soothing comes in maybe a self-sabotaging form to your point, the yes. emotional eating or the smoking, or it could be, you know, for a lot of men, it could be like a blow up where they just get very, you know, loud and aggressive or whatever it may be. But I love how you talk about the emotional freedom technique, which is, is it also known as tapping? Would that be yeah. the same thing or are those different? Yep. The same thing, right? All right. So something like tapping that allows you to get into the body and, and really calm down and retake control of your system is is really a game changer and i'm curious like when you're working with your clients by the time they come to you have they been through just other we'll call them traditional forms of therapy and they just didn't work and they're open to these things basically i'm trying to get at like what has allowed people to be more open to the quote-unquote woo-woo type of things like emotional freedom technique even though you and i know they're very effective yeah you know i always um, give people an experience with them and not just that emotional freedom techniques, you know, I, I'm trained in multiple interventions. And so I start handing people these interventions, um, quickly because I want to match them with the right one for their brain. They're not always a great, there, there are interventions that are not a great fit for people and they're not a great, or they're not a great fit right now. Um, I have typically have a lot of men come through my practice that do not want to do tapping. Other men Mm -hmm. totally want to do it. Women are usually like, okay, I'll try anything. You think this will work? Okay, let's go. You know, even if they've been around, you know, therapy for decades or whether they're just new to this, um, they're pretty open to trying something new. And many people, we intuitively know that we're just, we don't, just want to talk about things. Right. Um, we we can talk to our friend. We can talk. We can go have coffee and talk about things. I, that's what people say to me a lot. Like I don't. I need you to do something about this. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you are speaking my language, um, because they 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 do complain. They're like, I could do this with my friend. I don't need a therapist for that. And they're right. Um, 
we can talk with anyone about this. Sometimes it's nice to talk to an expert, but when it's time for change, that's really where, gosh, we just want to do the brain work. And so a lot of times people that have been through decades of therapy, when they get a hold of these interventions, it is like their transformation happens so fast. It's like all the dominoes are lined up and, you know, and then you can just knock them down so easily. Mm. Um, and then there's, and then people that are very new, you know, it's like theirs is still, I, I really help people resolve their disorder in two to six months. Um, if you, if you don't do the work, it's going to take longer because you got to put the time in because there's a lot of work. By the time you have a disorder, there's a lot that has never made it, that hasn't been completed, completely right. processed. It's, you know, gotten close or it's tried, but there's just a backup and we need to get through that backup because that's how your brain actually learns that this stuff isn't dangerous. And so that's how it starts to change what it's, what triggers it and what sends it into fight or flight is it really understands the stuff. Um, right. if so, if it's just keeps coming up and it doesn't know, cause it's just run from it. Like the, like you're, you're the saber tooth tiger in the bush, the, you know, the grass moves and then you take off. You didn't know if there was a, a saber tooth tiger or not, you know, right. Could have been fairies that wanted to build you a house on the lake. Exactly. I mean, we don't know. Um, but it's like if we can get through this and we can we can use the tapping along with this, we can stay with this. We can watch the bushes shake and we can get that stuff processed, even if it happened 20 years ago. And all of a mm. sudden the brain is like, oh, I know what to do with this. And now it's doing mm. something functional with it instead of just here it is, I'm out. You know, right. and that's, that's transformational. So, um, so yeah, what people, and I don't, I, I also advertise that I'm not here to talk about things. I will use talking to help your brain process things. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really, people don't come to me who want to just use me for an ear. Right. And that those days have passed a long time ago. And, um, and even then it was just like, well, what, what if we try this, you know? this is something new. <laughs> so, yeah. and then they'd see, because the, the shifts take place instantly, then they're like, huh, what is this? Is this magic? And I'm like, no, this is healthy brain function. This mm. is, these interventions really just help our brains do what they're supposed to be doing. And brains are great at this stuff if they can complete the processes. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. No, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm very big into the doingness of things, right? Like it's not enough to just talk about it or to, you know, watch something and simply try to gain the knowledge without applying it. But I'm curious in terms of when you're working with people, say it's something around, you know, anxiety or stress related, you know, oftentimes I found it in my work and just hearing other professionals talk and just other people's experience. Oftentimes it's the way that an individual is interpreting a situation that is bringing a lot of the stress or the anxiety. It's not the fact of the matter, but it's their perception of that specific fact. So I'm curious in your work, how do you find that balance of getting people to take action, but also is there an importance of reframing the way they're looking at something that is having them realize or have this anxiety and this depression in their life? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't use a lot of reframing. Um, and you're right. It is really about how people are interpreting things. I really, what I have people do is process their interpretations. And okay. so I will have them focus on their, in, their interpretation and use an intervention with it. And so then we're kind of running it through their brain's processor. That, mm -hmm. that process really clears off emotional distress and it really helps the brain come together to process things. And so instead of having your survival system, you know, blocking this and going the other direction, and we're pulling in more information about this into the front of the brain. And then that part of the brain sees it from a whole nother perspective. And so I find that if people's, um, I will, I, before I give, I, I will pull out a reframe. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm not going to not, especially if we're at the end of the session and I'm just going to like, see if we can get their brain to make this leap. Um, but I really want their brain to figure this out. That's really where the magic lies because they're going to need to use their brain for themselves for the rest of their life. And if they can mm -hmm. see their brain can figure things out 
now they're relying on their brain more. And so, um, so we'll go, well, you will focus on it and use an intervention. And then that intervention, we're going to see a couple things. If the intervention is working, we're going to see a reduction in the stress levels, um, mm-hmm. the body relaxing. We're going to see um, the problem solving begin. It might not be great solutions, but we know that things are moving through the front of the brain, which is where we want this stuff to end up. Right. And, um, and so, and then, um, epiphanies start happening, realizations start happening because the front of the brain is the part of the, is the part where we make understanding out of things. And right. so if we've got all this emotion coming up, but the emotion is getting blocked and staying in the body or getting, or getting put back out or suppressed and repressed, the brain cannot make sense of it. And so, it, and that's where we have all these things where we're doing things that are, make no logical sense. Well, yeah, it hasn't made it through the logical part of your brain yet. Let's get it going through there and see what happens with your logic now. And so a lot of times then people are telling me the reframe. Once their brain has figured it out, then the reframe is there. And, you know, I usually will celebrate that because it's fun. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and then and and then some high five brain. Good job. And on to the next one. And people are able to figure out their own life, their own problems, their own um their own needs. Gosh, people need to be able to figure out their own needs. The inability to figure out your own needs is an internal wiring problem. You mm-hmm. have not connected, you have not wired in your ability to meet your own, your, to understand your own needs. This is going to affect your boundaries. This is going to affect, um, this is going to put you in a, in a codependent, um, uh, breeding ground where of codependent interactions. And this right. is usually the result of childhood, um, parentification, neglect, um, the parents, um, the caregivers turned the child's attention out too early and did not make sure it was wired in properly first. So we've got people running around who understand other people perfectly, but can't understand themselves. You're walking around imbalanced. You're going to have some problems showing up and we want to get that. All the equipment is in there. It just hasn't been wired in yet. And so we want your brain to do that wiring so that you know what you want, you know what you need and you know how to bring yourself to, um, and you can, you can set your boundaries. You can be in, um, negotiating conversations in your interactions Mm -hmm. and, um, and you can bring that part. You're not just waiting for someone to figure you out or waiting for someone to, to read your mind. That's frustrating for everybody, especially (laughs) the person whose, whose mind is needing to be read, read. So, um, so when we let, when, when we let the brain figure things out, it's wiring in so many things. It's getting to practice functions that it, didn't get to wire in the, and once, and how we wire things in is we, you know, there's a statement in neurobiology that what wires together, fi- what fires together, wires together. Right? right. So if we can, um, get that reframe on, then it, that, that new way of looking at something that's more accurate and that brains are always making things more accurate. And so if, if people are saying things that are not accurate, well, there's a problem in how they're processing things. There's something back there that, that needs to be processed in order for some new information to make it more accurate to come in, to come together and make new accuracy. But, um, but these, every opportunity the brain gets to upgrade its understanding and utilize all these emotions that it has never been able to process yet, all the negative stuff, um, gosh, that's just your becoming more whole inside. You're beginning to be able to rely on yourself. You're beginning there's, and we, we've got to do the wiring. I mean, we've got to get, we've got to get the wire, the I'm hungry to wire up with, Oh, let's get some food. You know, we've need to get the, I'm sad wired up with, you know, let's process that. Let's use that sadness for our, our understanding, not just suppress it or it doesn't matter. You know, Mm. um, we have things, we have sadness wired to lots of incorrect things and we need to, we need to kind of cut that wiring and hook it up where it's supposed to go. Brains do this naturally. We just really helping the brain do its work resolves so many issues, which is why I'm able to help people resolve their disorders so quickly is that we're doing a lot of healing work, but really we're doing a ton of wiring and helping the brain do the wiring. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, (laughs) this is, this is not your problem to solve. You know, mm. don't get in there and try to think it through because it's not, this is your brain's job. What's up, brain? Right. We don't, right. Where's the problem? Why aren't you doing your job? And right, that's what we really want to know. And the brain is like, I've been trying to tell you. 
you know, through your dreams, through the conversations you've been having. You're not listening to me, you know, and because our brain does need support that we're designed to need require support. It's part of being a pack animal. Um, our brains really do well with support. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's interesting. I, I have a question for you in terms of the distinction that you make, say, between the brain and what I'll call the mind. So like you were saying in this example, how, you know, people try to like think their way through it, where in reality they should be using their brain to let the brain do the work to go through. So for me, that kind of brings up almost like a difference between the brain and the mind. Do you see it that way? Is there a distinction there that you could provide for the listeners? I do see it differently. I see that there's four parts of us that we want to work with to get all any healing done. We don't need to always work with these four, um, but these four um, always, I have found they always have the answer. Somebody knows. Um, and a lot of times the last person to know in our brain, I kind of personify these things. Um, okay. The last person to know is the prefrontal cortex, the conscious mind. Right. So, but just because your conscious mind doesn't know the answer doesn't mean that the other parts of you don't do, you know, it just because one doesn't, <laughs> the other ones do. I don't say that sentence very well. Anyway, so <laughs> we're looking for the, the, the problem. And so, um, I, I always look for, we're looking at the conscious mind, which is a lot of the focus in talk therapy. We want to know what that's with thoughts understanding, reasoning, logic, that part. Um, there's the subconscious mind and that's really, um, gosh, I don't know that any of us understand the depths and breadth of the con subconscious mind, but, um, I really work with that one in terms of it's the storyteller and, um, the holder of the beliefs and the programs and all of the us that function when we don't have to think about functioning. We don't have to be conscious of it. Um, it knows everything as far as I'm concerned. Um, then there's the body. We want to work with that. The body is always communicating. Its language is sensations. Um, it's writing whole books to us through sensations all the time. We don't, but because we don't speak that language, um, in words, it doesn't match our way of understanding. We usually dismiss it, but those are usually, it will tell, um, and the body has a direct link to all of our past memories. You can find one sensation in the body and, and have the body tell you exactly the whole brain will come together, but your subconscious mind can link you and the, it will bring up the first time you ever felt that sensation. And it will be a memory that needs to be resolved and processed. And so you can really team up with your body to do a lot of this work. Um, if your body is not saying anything, one, you're either numb, which is a whole different problem, which is an okay problem to have because we, that's, that's good information and brains can resolve numbness. That's what they do. Um, or you just, your body's like, we're good, man. <laughs> we're good over here. <laughs> so, um, and then the last one is the survival system. And that one to me, um, does a lot of communication and some of its communication is, I don't like this. And the other one is you hear nothing from it. You're either hearing, I'm about to turn you, I'm about to turn this into a survival state, or I'm not even going to consult you or inform you. All you know is that you are in a survival state. That's a survival system saying something here is dangerous. And so we can pick up things from its perspective. Is this dangerous? Is this not? Are we using defenses? Are we, are we feeling resistance? Something's dangerous here. It thinks something's dangerous. And um, as far as I'm concerned, the survival system is VIP in this work. And um, if it is not happy, it's the one that shuts down the healing process. So if it's starting to fuss, I'm stopping everything and we're supporting the survival system. And it responds quickly. We'll just use an intervention or two. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, okay, all right, you can let that through. And you can, we can continue the work. And so I, so, and, and then the conscious mind really comes into this as well with, um, we can get so many clues from our conscious mind. We can see what the, what our, what we're, what our conscious mind, our conscious mind is our inner healer too. So it's like, it, it goes to the negative things because it wants to solve problems. And so you can see if it's keeps going to something negative, it, that lets you know, that's where it wants to do some work. And a lot of times we interpret that as, gosh, I'm just so negative and just, I can't keep my mind out of the gutter. No, actually follow it over there and help it resolve that. And you'll be back to being able to do whatever you want to do. 
and no, but, but just more trusting the brain that it's this brain is part of you it we think about it wanting to attack us all the time but no it wants to reach your goals all of the symptoms that we have of anxiety depression and traumatic stress are evidence that the brain is actually trying to heal itself and is stuck and it's mal- that process is malfunctioning so instead of just suppressing it let's jump in there help it out we just need to use some interventions we don't even have to be smart or great at this. We don't have to even know what is working on it. Sometimes we do. There's advanced skills for that. But a lot of times we can just jump in there, provide some help, and the brain is off and running. And so there is nothing going on in the brain that is not part of the brain trying to help us heal. I haven't mm. found it yet. I love that. I love that. I mean, it makes for me, it really puts things in perspective, understanding like, hey, everything that I'm experiencing that my brain is showing me is ultimately there to help me, whether it's telling me that I need to change something, that something gets to be done differently, or maybe I'm seeing something incorrectly. All of those are opportunities essentially to, to grow and to get better. That's right. And even this, even the ugly stuff, self-sabotage, um, finding yourself being resentful and hateful to somebody, um, uh, nightmares, all these things that we're like, make this stop. Those are, those are, actually there for healing reasons like the subconscious mind can't say it can't send you a letter saying okay you know what this thing that happened on the fifth i'm still upset about it and i don't <laughs> understand it and i need you to run it through the processor for me so i can figure out what's going on here plus i don't think it's in line with our goal and i need to release this and i'm not a releaser because the subconscious mind is not a problem solving part of the brain it's trying it has to get its stuff to the part of the brain that does solve problems and then the problems are solved and then it's like ah we got rid of that. It doesn't send letters like that. No, it tells you stories. It makes up a bunch of crap about, I can't believe they said that because this, 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 and that. And oh my gosh, did you see the look on their face? And <laughs> like, it's just making up crap. This stuff doesn't right. mean anything, but just help it process the garbage. Absolutely. But we're like, why do I think like this? Am I a bad person? Am I? No, you have a subconscious mind that is incredibly creative and will use all means to create anything to get its work done. And we want it to. (laughs) Absolutely. We we require that as humans. We require that. And so the subconscious mind is going to do what the subconscious mind is going to do. And if we can learn how to guide it and lead it and provide that leadership for it and support, we're we're working together more seamlessly. We don't have to be afraid of our inner world. I love that. No, that's beautifully put. Beautifully put. And I'm curious because you talk about this a lot in your work, how you know, the symptoms of anxiety, depression, or traumatic stress are actually opportunities for expansion. I would love to hear you go deeper into that because, to again, to your point, these different thoughts that we have come up, the things that our brain are doing, it's ultimately there to help us. So how do you explain this to people who are experiencing either anxiety, depression, or traumatic stress from previous situations? How do you help them see that these are opportunities to grow? Um, you know, I just tell them (laughs) because I'm not, I'm really not great at this piece, what you're asking me. And so how I have made it this far without being able to teach people, this is from subconscious stuff. This is from your body. This is like, these things are happening to help you. I'm really not good at examples of that. And so I just get busy and get to work within the, within about 30 minutes of working with me, people start seeing this stuff because we're finding it's, it's one thing. And there are so many books about this. There's so many, there's all these things, but it's another thing when you, um, gosh, let me give you an example. Um, I've got a, um, a client I've, that I worked with that had dissociation. They're dissociating all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, no real trauma history. Um, None of that stuff going on, but obviously their brain, their nervous system is terrified. And, and so in working through that, we found that in, in working through, we take a symptom, right? So dissociation and we figure out what's going on. And so we'll ask different parts of them. And so there's all these different layers of this problem. This was actually pretty complex. Um, but you know, there was parts like they weren't, they, their brain didn't know how to tolerate, um, frustration and despair inside themselves. When the frustration and despair would come up, they would attack it with anger. So, and then there's an internal quarrel instead of processing, 
right? Then there, this is now this is making a huge mess over here. Then we resolve that. Um, and then now we find that there's, and then we find this terror going in and we figure out what that, what that feels like in their body. And then we find that it's actually, that was what was going on when they were younger. And it was, you know, from TV shows, right? Which they had overlooked mm. because who's, who's, who's talking about how much TV shows have traumatized children, you know, nobody except for, right. you know, I'm over here unpacking that stuff in people's nervous mm -hmm. systems, but, um, and in my own. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so we start, we're resolving that. Right. And so, and, and so the, and we're using the body to tell us about the terror. Like the body's experiencing terror, just like instead of having the head talk about the terror. So as they resolve that, they're like, oh, this makes sense. And this is the exact same terror I had there. I just, it was, it was buried in their subconscious mind. So we, we found it in the present and started tugging on it. And the brain said, oh, let me tell you about that. And it brought up the memory. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then, so as people are going through this process, they're making their own connections. They're seeing that they're learning gosh, and that none of these things are happening for bad intent. And it really makes people fall in love with themselves. And which is awesome, especially if you've got tons of self-hatred inside, all that self-hatred is gems that once that stuff gets processed, it becomes all this beautiful stuff, you know? And so, um, I don't really, I don't do a lot of talking. I really just get to work and, um, I don't even, I expect us to be moving well in the first session. So I don't get people say, well, I'm only going to give you two more sessions. No, I like, I don't, I expect their brain to start working now. <laughs> so, mm. so, and, and brains do, this is, we are, we are made like this. I'm not like doing anything like, no. And brains are just standing ready to do all this work. And not only that, this is the thing that blows my mind is that it's, the body is already sending the healing information up. It's, 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 it's being converted into a, a, um, a survival state, anxiety, a symptom of anxiety, depression, traumatic stress, but it's continuing to bring it up. It's continuing, the subconscious mind's continuing. So really all you need to do is stand there in the middle with your subconscious mind and actually just use the interventions and just, we're not really distracting it. That's not what's happening, but let's just pretend that we're just going to sit up there and distract it for a while, engage mm -hmm. it. And just all the stuff, the body's sending up, it actually will make it through. Right. And that's really the first thing. And then it's like the brain can resolve so many symptoms, like it's like low hanging fruit. And then right. after that, then you see what's really needs some more support, what needs more advanced skills. Right. And but now we've we've reduced stress levels and we've gotten rid of some some easy to resolve symptoms, which I never know what those are. I had a client that would wake up in the morning and just totally depressed. And then they'd lay in bed until their children came home and then they would jump out of bed and be super mom and then fall back out the next morning in the same way. And in, we had one session, she comes back and she's like, I baked cookies. And she's like, I don't know. That may not sound like anything to you, but I was not tired at all. I did not fall back to sleep. I did not have depression. She never had that symptom again. I wow. thought we'd be working on that one for a while. Um, I had a client come to me who was 15 years, no sleeping. Like, okay, sleeping like three to five hours a night. Like, I don't know mm. how people survive like this. But mm. And, um, in the first week we targeted the, um, it's not safe to sleep in his nervous system. And we worked on that and he comes back the next week. He's like, I'm sleeping. He's like, I don't <laughs> even know what to do with, I have, I have time. I have lost so much time. I don't even, I think I need a planner, you know? I mean, yeah. he's, and he's just continued to, to heal. And I didn't, I thought we would be working on that forever. There's other things that are more complex that you think are going to be simple. And so at this point, I just, I stopped guessing what's going to be what, um, based on the symptom. And, um, and so, but it just, you just meet the brain where it's at and help it do its work. Absolutely. No, I mean, it makes a lot of sense how, you know, in many industries, right. And I think therapy is no different. It's kind of this expectation of like, okay, you present this type of symptom. It's going to take this much time to heal it move forward from it where in reality we're all individuals going through our own situations and we're going to have our own process but what i really appreciate about what you do it's all about getting to work right getting to work right yeah. away and actually putting systems in place so that these individuals can experience profound shifts right away even in the first session that they have which i think is absolutely powerful and amazing 
Yeah. Well, thank you. I, it really, this is what I wanted. This is, this is what I wanted when I first began. I wanted, I wanted transformation. I want it like make it stop. I want like, it does not make sense to me. The whole, you just need to learn how to cope with this for the rest of your life. No, like that's unacceptable to me. This is a problem. I can't live my life. I got three small children. You want me just to cope with freaking panic attacks? No. Mm. I don't have right. time for that because now I'm going to become afraid of when's my next panic attack. And now I'm going to, I'm going to not be able to take my kids places. No, not at all acceptable. And, um, and so it, I really feel very just blessed, lucky, just, just that I found this intervention and this woman handed me this and, um, just took me into an arena where there actually were transformational results. And now this stuff is really becoming very popular. It's gaining more, more support and gosh, it's, it's, and, and we're using it for so many things because you take your brain everywhere. You take your brain into oh, your right. high performance. You take your brain into your marriage. You take your brain into sex. You take your brain into ter- into parenting. You take your brain into school and, and you can support it everywhere you go. You can help it help you everywhere you go and so it's really beautiful to see what all these people are doing with these interventions this is what i do i help people resolve anxiety depression and trauma traumatic stress disorders then that's what i do with them and then there's all these people that do all these other really cool things with them and so just great great things absolutely it's such a powerful tool and you know you've provided so much value here and if there is one message you wanted to leave the listeners with something that they could take home with them right now, what would that message be? Work with your brain, work with your brain. That's really what I'd say. And get some tools that your brain, that really help your brain do this work, help your brain um, do its best work for you. And, um, and that's really simple. That's like, gosh, learning emotional freedom techniques. That's the one I recommend first because it's so easy. Uh, and it works about 80% of the time. And so eight with a hundred percent of the people. So any, mm. if you try 80, a hundred symptoms, your 80 of them are going to be better <laughs> because of I the use that. of this. Uh, so, um, but it, because it, it just helps brains, how brains function. It's not, you know, it works with Susie, but not Mark. It works with brains. If you've got a brain, <laughs> then <laughs> these things work with that. So, um, yeah, and just work with your brain. And and really, I, we are afraid of our brains. Sometimes that's the very first thing I help people with. Um, people mm-hmm. are very afraid that if they work on something, then they'll have panic attacks. Or if they work on something, mm. then then um, something bad will happen in their inner world. So um, that's the first thing we start with is just, I'm so afraid. I'm afraid of a panic attack or I'm afraid of whatever. And then as that eases, which it does pretty quickly, then you can get a little bit more working room really. Mm. And, um, and just take back more and more of your brain, even if it's slow, quote, we don't air quotes slow. Um, gosh, I still, the only people that I've worked with that it takes longer than two to six months are people who really don't do, um, don't work intensively on their, their brain. No, don't put at least a half hour of work towards this, towards helping their brain resolve distress and resolve and complete its healing process 30 minutes a day. Right. And I really will have people, people who want to work very intensively. I'll have them work with their brain two hours every day, which if you've got an anxiety, depression, or trauma disorder, you've, your brain is malfunctioning two hours per day. And you can just jump in there and help it five minutes here, one minute there, 30 seconds here, 10 minutes here. You know, there's hot spots we all have. For me, it was right before I went to bed. I could park there for 15 minutes and just use an intervention. Um, you can really clean up so much stuff. And then as you start healing, you'll start to realize, oh, okay, there's some stuff in here that's more complex. I need more skills. Mm. Right. So, but yeah, I, I just haven't, people are like, is there anything you haven't seen resolve? No, I haven't. Mm. That's powerful. It's powerful. I mean, it really shows what happens when you work with your brain and you constantly sit down and you take the time to actually do the work and that's That's what i think it all comes down to whether it's coaching it's therapy it's anything at the end of the day every individual has to do the work and if the work's not getting done how can one ever expect a change to actually happen right yes exactly 
Exactly. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Rachel, I appreciate your time so much. I appreciate all of the knowledge and the wisdom that you shared with all of us. For the listeners who want to learn more about you and really dive into even more of what you got going on, where can they find you online? Yeah, the best place to find me online is my website, and um, that's rachelmcleod.com. And I'm sure there'll be a link, but um, my name's spelled a little, little differently. So that's um, R A C H E L L E M C C L O U D.com. And there you can watch um, a, a free presentation I put together that really goes into even more depth about the brain's healing process. Um, and that's really designed to help you. Um, understand what to do, how to use your interventions and those sorts of things. I have an email list where I'm sending lots of really in-depthly written, if this is happening to you, <laughs> this is what you can try. Um, mm. I'm on YouTube. I um, have tons of videos on YouTube and Facebook. I have a free Facebook group. Um, if you sign up for my email, you'll get the link to join there. It's um, called Releasing the Baggage of Anxiety, Depression, and Traumatic Stress. You can also mm. search for that. Um, and that's, I'm, my website's really the hub to all things Rachel. Also my, um, the curriculum that I developed is now available as an online self-study program. So people oh, can grab that and start getting to work. Um, you can use it by yourself. You can use it with, um, a coach or a therapist you're working with. Um, it, it's, it, it, I, it's fantastic. Um, I was worried, you know, it's like, can people do this without me right beside them? Mm. And so, um, but after people started doing it, I, you know, sometimes they'd send me messages like anonymously, not anonymously, but without, Hey, without, um, having worked together, they were like, I just want you to know this is what's happening and this is what's happening. And this is what, like, they're just excited to oh, tell me this shift. And it's exactly what I would expect from a brain. So <laughs> with getting the right support. So that built my confidence to just let this go. <laughs> Let it be out there. And, um, and it's also my, this curriculum is a, it's get to work. It's really, I don't explain, I don't go into theory. I don't, I don't, um, I don't go in, I give you just enough information to get to work because you, the, your brain is going to teach you all these things. If you start practicing with it, you start working with it. And anyway, so that's that. And then I have a um, intensive coaching program where I walk people through each step of that program intensively. So all of that's available on my website and whatever I've just made it up there to be very, very helpful. I love that. I love that. And for everyone listening, please do yourself a solid, check out Rachel's website, look at the content she has, tap into the tools that she provides. And if you're looking to really change the relationship you have with yourself and do it through your brain. I mean, Rachel is the woman for that. So make sure you do yourself that favor and you check out her stuff. Rachel, I appreciate this conversation so much. It was a blast and hopefully we'll be able to have you on again soon in the near future. Wonderful. It was awesome being here. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure.